Welcome to Mannerisms, the Manor Lakes Peter 12 College podcast, where we share the stories of people in our school community. Sasha Philippou is a grade one teacher with a promising future. It wasn't all that long ago that Sasha had a promising future in soccer. Born and raised in Keelor, Sasha was so talented that she, would off- she was offered a soccer scholarship in America. She was also a star performer in the Victorian Women's Premier League with a few clubs, including South Melbourne, where Sasha played under Aussie great Alan Davidson and won the Most Valuable Player Award in her first senior season as a 16-year-old. Injury intervened, however, and Sasha now has just has to contend herself with being a superstar teacher. And she's been kind enough to join us. How are you, Sasha? I'm well, Ruby. Thanks for the introduction. Hi, Ben. Hi, hey, Sasha. Uh, good to see you again. Oh, uh, good to see you in I the feel studio. Like calling you a, a little chicken, like you call all your. Uh, I know. Your, your little, Every uh, year, my little chickens. <laughs> yes, little chickens. Um, now you're no chicken. Uh, you've got lots of courage. You've been very brave. Now, the name <laughs> Philippou. Yes. I've done my research. It's Greek. It means lover of horses. Uh, the Melbourne Cup has just been run and won. Are you a lover of horses? That's very interesting. Uh, did not watch the Melbourne Cup this year. I bet on the Melbourne Cup, watched the wrong race, and uh, we actually ended up winning the money anyway. We bet number right. one. All so right. I went, yeah, 150 from 20. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's, that's <laughs> We're not, not lover of horses. I didn't even know what my last name meant. Oh, really? I don't right. go by Philip. I go by Miss Sasha. Miss Philip, who is very yes. long. Yep. And also sounds like poo, so I try to just go, Miss Sasha. Miss yes. Sasha's easier. <laughs> I know that, Miss Sasha. Now, yeah. uh, Miss Sasha, your dad is Greek. Your mum, Serbian, Italian. Yeah, is that right? dad, Cypriot, Greek. Yes, yeah. and uh, there was some serious athleticism in the family. Your mum was a sprinter, and so tell us about the time. I think it was a running coach or some other athletics official spotted your mum on the beach when she was only 13. Yeah, so um, mum lived in Brighton her whole life. So both grandparents, they actually met on the ship to Australia. So they got married, mum about 13. She was a really fast runner. She'd say she was the best, best sprinter ever. I don't really think so. I think I was faster than her. But anyway, she tells the story. She's on the beach. My grandfather really liked betting on her to run. So he's like, I bet any person here that my daughter can run faster than your daughter, I bet you 50 bucks. So off she goes running on the beach. Someone scouted her and said, hey, listen, you know, you're really quick. Let's get you to the track. She, you know, being in school, did some track running and um, they offered her to go to the Olympics at 13. But My grandparents, don't speak very good English at the time, had businesses like restaurants and just went, well, we're not letting you go with some strange man to be in the Olympics, not knowing anything about the Olympics. And Mm. yeah, so she talks about it like I could have done it, I could have made it. And now I think, oh my gosh, I talk the same. I could have been a soccer star. We'll get to that, Sasha. Yeah. (laughs) And so you were more of an endurance athlete? Yeah, long distance, loved it. Cross country, uh, loved it ever since I was young. Yeah. yeah, and you actually had um, an intimidating nickname. We'll get to your soccer soon, but you were nicknamed the freight train. Is that because you took a little while to wind up? But once you did, you were yeah. very hard to stop. It's interesting. Yeah, as um, when I was playing soccer in my younger years, the coach always said, "Oh, Sash, you're a freight train. You're a freight train." Because it take me like the whole first half to warm up. Couldn't believe it. My father's like, oh, we should just run 5Ks before you get on the soccer field because it's like a different person that used to play. 
So I'd be just jogging around and then second half I was just like a bullet, just – I don't know what kicked in, just yeah. endurance, yeah. Yep. And you wanted to play club soccer when you were only five, but your mum said no. Why oh, was that? Why wasn't it that? Mum thought, oh, my precious little baby, you know, she's going to get hurt when she's playing. Um, but I asked her from prep. I um, was a big tomboy when I was younger, so only had male friends, and they taught me how to play soccer in the schoolyard. And I went, mum, 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 can I play soccer? She's like, oh, no, Sasha, you're going to get hurt. They're too rough. Every year I asked her till grade six and then she said yes. Because it was all with the boys then, there was no girls. There was no, yeah, yeah so women's soccer has changed a lot since yep. I was younger. There was only, um, you can go with the boys team, there was no like under three girls or five girls or six mm. or seven. Now it's, you know, it's very equal, which is really good. But yeah. no, it wasn't there. She put me in basketball. I was all right at basketball. Um, piano. Don't play piano anymore. So yeah, right. soccer stuck. Yeah, <laughs> and when you were 12, you finally were allowed to play soccer for your local club, uh, Keelor Park, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, so Keelor Park Soccer Club. And you were a midfielder. Uh, did you dominate straight away or did you take a while to warm up? Like, uh, nah, natural. Yeah, it, yeah soccer yeah. always yeah. just – when you know, you know. If I was five saying I wanted to play, yeah. you, you, you just know in your heart and people listening probably have a talent and they just – they know in their heart that's what they want to do. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. And you had two older brothers who were involved in soccer and karate. Did they help toughen you up? Nah. <laughs> Both my brothers uh, dropped out of soccer. They weren't very good. Uh, my brother was a lot smaller than me, even though being older. So, got pushed around a lot on the soccer field. So, you think karate, toughen him up. Not very tough. Uh, so, athletics for my brothers. They tried. They did the martial arts. They were quite good. But... Um, Soccer stuck better for me. So they stopped and I kept going. Yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm not surprised that the tomboy freight train is a bit tougher than her brothers. Yeah, by the way. I know. <laughs> uh, now, you progressed very quickly in soccer. Um, when you were 14 or 15, you were invited uh, to Women's Premier League team South Melbourne and you started in their reserves. Um, that year, you also went to America with South Melbourne's youth representative team and you stayed at the Grande Sports World facility in Arizona for a week. I mean, that must have been really exciting. Yeah, you're close on the uh, details there, Ben. Was I? I, was, I got it wrong. You, no, you got a little bit wrong. 16, right. I went to America. 14, Six, I was well, actually, invited. No, I said 14, 15 at, at Women's Premier League team and then... Yeah, well, okay, all right. I stand corrected. Yeah, <laughs> that's okay, no. Um, my friend Drew, um, at the time in Keeler Park, we were really good friends. Our, f our families always watched together, biggest fans, our dads always on the sidelines. Oh, ref, it wasn't, that's not a free kick, you know. We were really loud. Um, she ended up going a lot earlier and went to South Melbourne and one day his dad, you know, her dad called my dad and said, hey, like, there's this coach here, his name's Alan Davidson, he's... Um, you know, ex-Socceroo star used to, you know, be in South Melbourne pretty much most of his career. Um, and he's offered Drew, like, to just train up with the reserves, like, you should come down. And Dad went, oh, my God, we've got to jump on that opportunity because my dad's really competitive. He's thinking, yeah, I want Sasha to get in on that action too. So I went in when I was 14 at the end of the year. So what year is that? 20, is that 2015? Yeah, no, tw oh, ooh, whoopsie. Yeah. How old am I when I'm 40? 2010, yeah, yeah, 2010. I was in grade nine. Went across, met him, trained with the seniors. And he said, oh, you know, like, yeah, come back and, and trial next year. So 
I ended up going. Um, I ended up being drafted for the reserves, but I got to train with the seniors. So Alan said to Drew and I, you girls have talent. Um, you are still quite young. Train with us, play in the reserves, and then hopefully next year you can join in and become a women's Premier League player. So we played in the reserve for a women's Premier League. Yeah. Hmm. And, but then there was the US trip to America. Yeah, so there, yeah. Um, in 20... Is that... 2011? Yeah. yeah, 2011. So yep. I got drafted, obviously, into yep. the reserves and the opportunity came. A scout from America came down and said, listen, we want to trial a few girls and off you guys go and you can play in Arizona and, and do a tournament. And then the opportunity for those girls to come down and also play and get involved in, you know, maybe coming down to Australia. So Drew and myself, we trialled for that. Um, we both got in. We were the oldest. We just made the cutoff being 16. So some of the girls were 14 and 15. So we just made the cut. Um, I ended up being the captain actually wow. over there. Uh, Drew was a little bit more anxious than me. I'm like full of energy. I'm like, yeah, we got this, girls. We got this. I'm all that positive energy for the team. I haven't noticed that. I know. <laughs> I'm always full of beans. <laughs> uh, so we went across. Um, we did a bit of sightseeing. We had a physio with us. We had our coach, um, assistant coach, and one or two parents came along. And that was really great. Um, then we did... Disneyland so we did a little bit of like fun and then for a whole week we um we drove out to Arizona Phoenix and went to La Grande for a week to try uh, to train and if anyone's been to Arizona it's very hot so that's where the Grand Canyon is it's super hot we got to see the Grand Canyon as well yeah. which was cool and we went to UCLA now it's all coming back to me Ben yeah, it's yeah. just like little memories it's like well, 10 years ago <laughs> well it's only 10 years ago that's only right. 10 yeah. I know so, was that your first time overseas? No, um, I, I was very lucky. My parents liked travelling. So, I had been to America once before. I've been to Vietnam, Thailand, Bali. Um, yeah, most of those countries. Yeah. And uh, um, you obviously played very well in those games uh, because one of the universities, uh, and you'll probably let us know which one it is. If you can remember, it's only 10 years ago. Uh, <laughs> they offered you and Drew scholarships to play uh, play soccer and, and you would have studied teaching over there yeah. as well they would have put you through uni for that but you both knocked it back why was that I guess uh being 16 at the time and um coming from a culture like mine family is very important and being near family and I guess I didn't have enough independence to think I could do it and I just got scared to be honest <laughs> it seems really daunting 18 off you go new country um, go to college, play soccer. Um, it wasn't really much of a risk taker back then as I am now. I'm a bit different. But, yeah, scared Sasha. I said no. Drew said no. Opportunity went. Um, but the memories are there. Yeah. yeah. Sure. And so 10 years later, do you ever look back and wonder whether you should have taken up that offer? Oh, yeah, 100%. Yeah, I would have loved to play soccer in America now that I think about it. <laughs> it was fun when we went. It was really good. Yeah. If Have you ever sort of thought of it as well that if you did take it up how life or how things might have panned out for you which uh, is only natural to sort only of natural to wonder. indulge that kind of thought um i think of some of the people i used to play with um back at south melbourne and i think yeah life could have been a bit different i could have probably had a career and played soccer as well um but i don't know now it just seems like a bit of a distant memory yeah. 
lifetime ago. Yeah, a lifetime ago. And how far ahead of us was American soccer in terms of talent pathways? Oh, completely different. They in in America, the female soccer programs are nothing like what we see in Australia. It is like number one sport for females. They are playing at such a young age and the talent that they have when I played that tournament in Arizona was oh next to nothing. Like it's just huge. Like soccer in America is huge mm. for girls. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And you came back from there and, and obviously, yeah, you made uh, South Melbourne's senior team, a senior women's team, um, and when and you were 16. And you mentioned your coach before, the former Socceroo, Alan Davidson. Just to indulge a, a little bit about him, uh, he was one of our greatest defenders. Uh, I remember him when I was a kid. He had a bit of a mullet back then yeah. too. Uh, <laughs> he did. So Alan Davidson actually also played for Nottingham Forest in the English Premier League and he played under the great manager Brian Clough. Now I know not very much about English soccer or soccer in general but I am fascinated with Brian Clough, one of the best books and movies I've ever seen. Um, and he was very tough and they had a great relationship. Um, I'm surprising you with this research, aren't I? So yeah, so a little bit. Now, I'm like, ooh, now this Alan is interesting. <laughs> so Brian Clough was tough, but Alan Davidson was a very tough coach himself, wasn't he? Oh, yeah. Tell it, give it us an insight into how tough he was. <laughs> Alan Davidson, oh, yeah. I could just hear him in my head. Flaming hell, Sash. Flaming hell, because obviously you can see I could talk a lot. 16-year-old Sasha talked even more and he is really serious, authoritarian-like, very structured, do not muck around. Being 16, being in a Premier League with women 18+, plus, being the youngest one in the squad plus Drew, it was a bit daunting, mm. you know, and going from Junior League soccer to then playing Premier League soccer and seeing the different talent when you play the games, you go, oh my goodness, I'm a little tiny goal like fish in a, in a huge sea of sharks. Yeah. And Alan Davidson was the big shark. <laughs> yeah. uh, stories yeah. about Alan. Um, pretty much summer like training. Yeah. You would go three times a week for training and you'd also play a practice match on the weekend. Our warm-up was the 5K run around Albert Park Lake. Five kilometres. So we'd start yeah. at five. You'd In summer. At like 7.30. Yeah. In summer, yeah. yeah. Uh, you had to get, I think it was no higher than like 30 two minutes in 5Ks, which was, I don't know, I ran it, I think, in 26 minutes. Yep. But then, then you go straight into, um, into, training. <laughs> into training. And his philosophy was um, the game of soccer, it's halfway down the middle, 50% is fitness and the other 50 is defence. So he was huge on having a strong defence. So I think our lineup was even like five... Five, three, two, mm. or something like that. It was a lot stronger in the back. Yep. And then he looked at me up and down and he said, Sash, I know you're a midfielder, but you're going to be a defender. You're going to be a sweeper. And I went, I'm not a sweeper. Like, I'm a mid I run, man. I run. I'm not going to go defend the goalie. Yeah. And I was really scared of like any type of tackling. I just like to run away. Right. So uh, he toughened me up a lot and I learned a lot of different strategies and it just, it seemed to just work naturally. Mm. And um, yeah, that was pretty much my role for that year at South Melbourne. I was like the person that would man up against the uh, forward attacker and that was my person. Like wherever she is, I, I am. And that was our strategy. 
on top of like sweeping up and all those yeah. kind of things. But um, it was a valid role. Yeah. It was a hard role. And to learn a new role at such a yeah. high level, yeah, yeah that's, that takes a bit of thought and uh, preparation. Um, Alan Davidson, he, he could be really brutal and you, you uh, copped a little bit of that brutality. Didn't he tell you you needed to lose weight, which these days... <laughs> They'd call it body shaming and all this sort of stuff. Yeah, he how did. did. That must have been difficult to cop and how did you react? <sighs> like I am now, I kind of giggle because <laughs> yeah. it makes me feel uncomfortable. It's obviously oh, not. Oh, sorry, Sasha. Sorry. Oh, but no, no, getting, no. It's We're fine. getting into the nitty gritty now. Oh, that's okay. Nitty gritties are fine. I don't, no, I don't care. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, hearing that at 16, I think I was going away to Mildura to see a family friend and he said, hey, Sash, like... You need to lose five kilos on this trip. You've got to come back. If you want to get into this squad, you need to lose that weight. And I went, oh, my God. I told my father and dad's like, oh, well, whatever the man says, you've got to do. You know, he was – my dad was just – he wanted me to play. My parents were so passionate. Like, you know, dad finishing work, driving me to South Melbourne from yeah. Keeler is quite a commute. Like, yeah. they put in so much energy, you know. They got me to go overseas, so I thought, okay, well, you know, I've got to try my best here. Lost the weight. Apparently, I looked fine. I wasn't even big to be <laughs> big to begin with. But uh, nah, he nah. did say to a few ladies, and a few ladies ended up quitting. So, he was just – he was firm. Yeah. But if it works for – it worked for me, I don't – I don't know. I guess the authoritarian approach, I just – it makes me want to be better. Yeah. Like, I was tough within myself. Um, but, yeah, like, I remember 10 o'clock at night him making me run laps just because I was talking or mucking around because I do. <laughs> My mouth gets me into trouble here as well. I don't stop in the meetings. I don't know how I facilitate. <laughs> nah, nah, you're talking yourself down, Sasha. Your, your good points far outweigh your motor mouth. Don't yeah, worry about it. Yeah, but, uh, yeah. Interesting style, but we won back-to-back, yeah. yep. back, so it obviously works. And so he got the Northcote boys to play practice games against you girls. How did those games go? Oh, my God. Oh, my God. If any male is listening to this and plays soccer, they are – it's like another level. Mm. You have your Premier League girls, you got 16 plus, all these years of experience. You bring the 14-year-old squad. They ran rings around us. I, I was exhausted. Beat us like 14 nothing. But that was the lesson to – keep us fit and to become better and that's what we did every weekend we played these Northcote boys and they were phenomenal and probably some of them probably played for kicked on. Yeah, yeah kicked on 100 mm. percent. they paid big coin to keep him there as well Alan Davidson yeah. wasn't a cheap coach yeah and and I think you mentioned uh, that the players had to basically pass the hat around to pay for him to stay as coach. Correct. That, yeah. So uh, South Melbourne was split in those years, um, males and females. The females wanted their own identity. But with that, there is no real sponsorship or any money coming into the club. So, you know, being very fortunate, we had a few girls that came from money. You know, you've got a lot of girls around that South Melbourne area. They have a bit of money. They paid like thousands and thousands to, to keep him. Mm. And when the money ran out, yeah. yeah, no, no, Alan Davidson. No, fair enough. <laughs> yeah. Talent doesn't come cheap. No, it doesn't. Now, uh, what are we paying you here tonight, Sasha? I don't know. I don't, I don't know either. We'll work Shout that out later. Shout me some knackers. Yeah. <laughs> um, now, you played 17 senior games with South Melbourne in that 2012 season and you won the MVP award for South Melbourne, most valuable player. You must have had an unbelievable year. I think so. I can't look back too much, but I think so. It was good. Um, the assistant coach, I think his name was George, was also Greek. It's a Greek club. 
Hence yep. why I went there. <laughs> yep. Just makes it easier. Um, no, I, I, everything he said, I just did. I just wanted to be the best. And yeah, and Drew got players player. So that's yep. player vote. So it was great. And it you was two great. played alongside each other on the field as well. Yeah. You guys must have had formed this great on-field relationship as well as your friendship. Yeah. Often. Oh, Drew is really fast. Oh, she's super fast. Mm. Like you can't even catch her if you wanted to. So she ran the line. So just... Put it in her path and Correct. let her go. Correct. That's it. And I just had a good kick. Go right over. Mm. That's it. <laughs> yep. um, but the next year you played with another Premier League team, Heidelberg United. What mm. happened there? So from South Melbourne, Alan wasn't there anymore. Um, didn't see the point in staying. So we went across to Heidelberg. I think there was some connection. I don't know who knew who, but jumped across another Greek club. How convenient. And I played, oh, I can't remember. I think his name was John. And his daughter played for seniors as well. And that was a great year. Uh, that was in... 2013? I was in year 12, BCE. Yeah. Yep. I actually had to drop a subject to keep up with the Premier League soccer. So I graduated on four subjects. Wow. And I just made it into uni. <laughs> so, so how does that make you feel about... Um, is that too big a price to pay for, to follow your sports dream? Or is that just hey, I've waited up at the time, that was the good decision to make. And how do you look back upon that? I'll look back and I'll do it all again tomorrow. Yep. You know, like there's academies here in um, mm. Manor Lakes and they're amazing. I uh, did a little bit in the soccer academy with Daniel McKilliffe, only a few uh, games. I was going to stay longer but I, I chose not to. But, yeah. you know, there are a lot of passionate kids that have dreams and give them those opportunities, let them take them because you don't know where you'll end up. Yep. Um, yeah, it's yep. follow your dreams. Yeah. I still graduated. I'm still here. <laughs> yeah. Steve, don't worry. My uh, my <laughs> VIT is accurate. I did uh, graduate. Uh, <laughs> Check my records. Well, <laughs> you did well in those four subjects anyway. Yeah, it did well enough. <laughs> yeah. um, but you copped a bad toe injury at Heidelberg United in 2013 and it hung around for a while. Oh, yeah, it was bad. So I'm a right footer, kicking. And I went to a podiatrist and he did a scan because every time I kicked, it hurt really bad. And on the scan, it showed that there was a bit of bone detached, like on the metatarsal, like that big bone. I'm showing them <laughs> my, <Yeah>. big bone, <laughs> yeah. my big bone that was coming off. So I ended up doing the surgery earlier in the year because I said to my dad, I'm not missing out. And there were two choices for surgery. One where you're awake and they just jab you full of needles and they operate or you can be put to sleep. Dad's like... You're being awake. We're choosing the cheaper offer. <laughs> I'm not paying for that. So I watched them take out the bone and they show oh, me. A, I think they're like, do you want to take it home? I said, nah, I'm all right. <laughs> and it was a six-week recovery like any uh, surgery, but they did recommend an extended break. I did not listen. So I went and played my final year of Premier League with Khan Lee under yep. Ricardo, yep. who was a good friend of another coach or person that I knew. And they said, give it a go. It's closer to home. Uh, Turkish club now. Mm. So very similar. Um, and that was such a fun year. Yep. And that, that is it. And I met one of my friends, Susie. We played together. Yep. Um, yeah. We'll get to that. We'll step back to that 2013 year, which that was your year 12 year, wasn't it? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Actually, I think this might have been a bit earlier than that. Um, you went to Over Newton College in yes. Keelor. And you won an award after creating a, a futsal competition, which like, it's like modified indoor oh, soccer. Oh, you're close or again, Ben. You're close was again. Close? Was uh, it was in my third year of uni. I got oh, this third award. Third year of uni. Yeah, oh, right. yeah, okay. yeah. Exactly. Yeah, you're close. Okay. My notes are all over the shop. Don't worry. Uh, 
Tell, I tell talk really quick. <laughs> tell us about that. I'm interested in how you created that and this award yeah, that you received. Yeah, um, so Hume Central Secondary College in uh, Broadie. Um, in my background of teaching, I am qualified to teach health from prep to 12 and PE from prep to 10. Yep. Uh, originally wanted to be a PE teacher, hence why, you know, love of sport and thought I'd do that. And now I'm with my little chickens <laughs> singing my ABCs. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> and... Uh, as a um, project, when you go into placement, they want you to, like, involve the kids in something that you're passionate about. Um, talking to all the children um, in Broad Meadows, most from an Arabic background, you've got, like, 98% of them are Arabic, all love soccer. Miss Sasha, I love soccer, I love soccer, I love soccer. I'm like, all right, I love soccer too. All right, let's do something. So... 10 to 12, I created a futsal competition for the boys. I did reach out to the girls, didn't get enough interest, which is a shame, but the boys heaps had, you know, I don't know, 10, 12 teams. They all chose the country, made a round robin, got one of my mates, Diana, to come in and, like, ref it. And it was so successful. I got medals made up. Um, the crowds were huge. The principal ended up coming down. I can't remember her name. But she loved what I did so much that she emailed Vic Uni and said, oh, whatever this program that Sasha created. And I involved a few other uh, teachers on placement because I just had this idea. I'm like, we just got to do this, girls. We just yeah. got to do it. This is what they want. This is what they need. And, yeah, I ended up getting a phone call and I won the highest practitioner award for third year. So I was one of two people in the whole graduating class of 450 to receive it. There was a full ceremony. <clears throat> my parents were like, oh, my God, you got an academic award? You've never gotten an academic award. I said, I don't think it's academics, uh, mum and dad. I think it's practice. And they're and like, oh, sport, okay. Yeah, sports related. <laughs> and sports it's, related, uh, yeah. And it was a little and, – and apologies for that. I downgraded a little bit. I was making it out to be a high school award, but it's much bigger, a uni uh, third-year thing. Pretty oh, serious. Yeah. So, well done. No, thank you. <laughs> yeah, it was fun. Really good. And so, in 2015, your old club, um, Kilo Park – um, they were entering the Premier League, so you tried out with them. What happened there? Yeah, so in that year, so I think 2013, 2014. So in 2015, uh, Women's Premier League then turned into what the boys are, which is the National Premier League. Obviously, politics, whoever has a lot of money, club-wise, obviously could have that opportunity. South Melbourne, Heidelberg, all independent from the men didn't actually get a spot in the NPL in that first year. So what happened? The next year, they all joined back. Mm. Keel Park, a lot of money, um, they got that. So, you know, being in the West, knowing a lot of people in the West, going to that tryouts, I thought, oh, you know, I've had, you know, a year, this, that, I'll give it a crack. Let's see how I go. 60 women came to the tryout and it was over like several weeks. I think I made it to second or third round and I just went, these girls are younger, they're fitter. I'm dedicated to my studies for teaching and I just think by then I just knew that yep. that professional league that I played in, I just couldn't attain that level with my injury. Mm. Um, still, I had the love of soccer um, and then, you know, Ben probably has all the other years I played just in the lower leagues. Yeah, well, the, yeah. Ne the next bit, well, I think the next year <laughs> you played for, I think, Moreland Zebras in the state league and you were their, their vice captain. Um, a few good write-ups about you there. Um, and... Yeah, and you last played with the Maribyrnong Swifts in 2019 because, as, as you say, you're studying, teaching, you're graduating by then and about to start 
uh, you're starting teaching and your priorities had completely changed, hadn't they? Yeah, so Moreland was good. That was fun. Uh, eye-opening, the State League, very eye-opening, interesting. In what way? Professionalism of players, um, <clears throat> bit of racism on the field as oh. well, which was, yeah, right. we yeah we had some big issues on the field with racism. Wow. Just women, they were just different. I guess when you play a higher league or, you know, mm. it could be anything in life. You, you know, you're up the top and you go a bit further down. You just yep. get rougher players, I guess. Yeah, the higher um, the standard, the higher the behaviour Yeah, the, the bar was quite low. <coughs> so, for versa. me, I was a bit mm. shocked. I was like, ooh, this is, this is interesting. But, you know, um, FFV or, you know, Football Federation Victoria, they, they, you know, they look into everything. So, everything got sorted and everything yeah. was fine. But, yeah, a couple of issues like that used I to come up. Yeah, yeah eye-opening. Now, another yeah. lovely young grade one teacher here, Jasmine Pickett, is a, a good soccer player in Geelong. And her sister, Caitlin, I believe, plays for South Melbourne now. And and uh, Caitlin did something that you didn't do. She spent time playing soccer for an American university, I think, in Wyoming. And she had some success there. I mean, you, you know a little bit about that. You've... you've uh, I had a conversation with Jasmine. Oh, uh, I did. I do. Hi, Jasmine. I know she'll be listening later. I told, uh, her, we'd, <laughs> I told her we'd give her a mention. So. Yeah. Hi, Jasmine. Love you. Love you, Picky Wicky. Um, yeah, she's <laughs> grouse. I love Jasmine. Yeah. Oh, it was interesting. I said, oh, I'm going on the podcast. Um, and they're like, oh, what are you talking about? And I talked about soccer and Jasmine's like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. My sister plays for South Melbourne and she's done this and she's done that and I play soccer. And she's like, how did I not know this about you, Sasha? And no. And I said, how good is that that your sister made it? And, you know, she's living the dream and she's very talented. So yeah. I just said, oh, good on her. Like, that's fantastic. Yeah, you exactly. Know? And there's... Some of your old South Melbourne teammates have, have kicked on with their soccer. Uh, you'll have to help me with the pronunciations here, but Laura Spiranovic. Spiranovic, yeah. Spiranovic. Uh, she went on to play uh, with Melbourne Victory and now she's in the Croatian League. Yeah. And Tiffany Eliadis. Elitis. Elitis. Right, okay. I'm, Half Greek, yeah. I'm battling here, aren't I? Yeah. <laughs> uh, she plays for uh, uh, Melbourne Victory. So do you keep an eye on, on their careers? Uh, oh, not really, kind of once everything settled, everyone just, everyone's just taking care of number one themselves yeah. and some went up and some dropped off and some changed clubs, um, but I have kept an eye on them. Because um, you're, so you're not a good watcher of sport, are you? You nah. love to play it, but you don't watch I play, so I don't watch, nah. So no. I love playing any type of sport, especially like football or just more of those kind of team games yeah. um, it's always comes more natural than something like golf and tennis nothing against golf and tennis but i nah. think they're quite boring no offense um, i don't really <laughs> like those kind of ones yes. i don't see the point in them but i know some people like playing golf and tennis yeah, yeah. you just you've just offended millions of people around the world yeah sorry if you because this is a global show oh global show so sorry everyone <laughs> that's just my opinion don't don't get offended by it <laughs> Um, but no, I have kept an eye on them and they are just brilliant players. Like Laura Spirinovic was the highest scoring soccer player of yeah. like the whole Women Premier League. Yeah. Um, and I hope you don't um, mind us mentioning. Um, so you're engaged to be married. Yes, have there's no secret. <laughs> <laughs> and have you set a date yet? No. <laughs> uh, everyone else that's getting engaged, like my cousin-in-law, if she's listening, yeah, she's getting engaged, um, sorry, married before me. Yeah, I told my partner, I said, we're nearly been engaged for a year. Like, 
He's like, oh, well, I got you the ring. Aren't you happy enough? <laughs> you know, so... Yeah. <laughs> Job's not done yet, mate. Job's not done yet, I know. Um, but probably uh, it will just be something small and intimate or, you know, wherever wherever it goes. And it's what, not on and the what does he do for a living? He's a podiatrist. So a foot doctor could have fixed my foot yeah. <laughs> <laughs> when I had my injury. Could have been yeah. better. <laughs> Timing is everything. You Timing, need to, I know. You Should met have him met a few him. years later, though. Oh gosh. Yeah. Now uh, I've I've spent enough time in your class to know that you're a fantastic teacher, Sasha. Oh, thanks, uh, Ben. But you're they leaving love you. us. <laughs> they What's love that? you. My oh, kids yeah, yeah, last year, this year. Yeah. Still <laughs> bump into a few of them. Yeah. Your little chickens now. Uh, but you're leaving us to take a teaching job closer to home. Uh, how much have you learnt while you've worked here? I've learnt a lot. Um, I don't know if you know, but I left um, at the start of the year to... I wasn't going to mention that. Oh, that's okay. I'll mention it. Um, so, I left Manor Lakes to go closer to home to the new estate that I um, bought in and we built a house, my partner and I, and I thought, oh, this is a great opportunity when I have kids, I'm not going to be far and blah, 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 blah. They can come to school with me, you know, mum life. Uh, <laughs> I went there, it wasn't what I expected, nothing against the school, just wasn't my fit. I called Steve up maybe, I don't know, two weeks when I was in and I went, oh, I don't like it. I called him up and he's like, oh, hello. And I'm like, oh, Steve, it's, it's Sasha. He's like, oh, Sasha, hi, oh, I'm in the pool, what's up? And I'm like, listen, Steve, I've spoken to Mike, I've spoken to Dan, like, I want to come back. And I was um, in communication with Mike, who's the principal in primary school, which people already know, and he's fantastic at dance. I just love everyone here and I, and they're like, oh, there's a position going in grade one and it was my old classroom and I went, hey, Steve, listen, I know that there's a position going in grade one, please put me back in grade one. I'm like, please, please, please. And he snapped his fingers. He's the best principal ever. Thank you, Steve. Love you, Steve. Yeah. You're the best. And, you, you got <laughs> and him I'm back. <laughs> you must have got him at a vulnerable moment there too. He's in the pool. He's relaxed. He's either in the pool or on his yacht in his uh, in his downtime. So uh, I well know, done. Good Steve. Timing. You owe me a trip on the yacht. You'd promised me. Uh, what's going on there? You said uh, he's a great great guy. Uh, good banter with him and and Dodzy. Dodzy. Yep. Love you, Dodzy. Yep. Second all that. Yep. <laughs> And so we'll finish with a short segment we call Before the Bell, uh, some short and sharp questions. So um, as a kid, what did you want to be when you grew up? A soccer player. Yeah, obviously. Well, yeah, and, and this, this will probably lead into that as well. What advice would you give your teenage self, Sasha? Oh, take every opportunity that comes your way. Just do it. Just dive straight into it. Um, but obviously it's got to be the right choice. And even if it isn't, just don't feel bad about it. Just keep moving on with life. Don't be stuck in the past, you know. Look where I am, you know. Yeah. Teaching grade one, I'm still doing what I love. Have the opportunity to play soccer if I want to, but the walk here, Ben, was very long. I, I don't exercise much, mate, so that was a very long walk here. This is a big school. It's barely, <laughs> barely one a, a walk between one goal face and another goal face. Oh, man, this school is too big. It needs like, – I need a car. Yeah, but um, old South, I'll just say. Ask but Steve for a buggy. Yeah, no, that's yeah. the only reason why I'd pay, play golf would be just to drive one of those cars, <laughs> yeah, yeah. just to each hole. <laughs> and who's the most famous person you've met other than Alan Davidson? Uh, I met Marsha Hines. I uh, know, oh I couldn't believe it. Uh, I was having dinner at the conservatory with my parents that had their 30 wedding anniversary or how many years they'd been married and she was just down there and I don't know why she was there. I can't remember. I said, oh, Marsha Hines, you know, because she was on that 
show, whatever singing yeah. thing that we had. Was, was it, it Australian was it Idol? Australian Idol, that's what it was. Yeah, yeah. so we snapped yeah. a photo and I used to work at Kill Hotel and I met Guy Sebastian. His um, ah. brother got married at the Ultima, which is just up from Kill Hotel. And I'm like, Guy Sebastian, I love you, you know. <laughs> so we all snapped a selfie, all the... Um, the girls uh, met James Hurd. He did oh, yeah. a uh, private press conference at oh, yeah. Kilo Hotel. Good. Yeah, Kilo Hotel. I meet everyone. That's great. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. Uh, do you have any hidden talents, Sasha? <sighs> Talking. That's not hidden. No, it's not Dig eating. Dig deeper. <laughs> eating. <laughs> eating. Okay. Anyone that knows me. <laughs> okay. No, no hidden talents. Well, the freight train needs fuel. There, so, I do. You know. <laughs> and do you have a favourite singer? Uh, I don't know. Guy Sebastian. Guy Marcia Sebastian. Hines. Marsha Hines. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> what um, a duet. I like Queen. Probably my oh, favourite yeah. band of all time, Queen. Yeah. yeah. Unbelievable. I was about to break into a little bit of Queen, but I don't think uh, the fans here or the nah. audience could help No, nah, he can't it. do as um, well. <laughs> have you got any movie or series recommendations? Oh, Game of Thrones. If you haven't seen oh, it, you've got to watch that. it. And <laughs> This Is Us. You need to watch it. It is just the best show. Um, oh. This is us. It's got uh, Mandy Moore. Okay. Yeah. Yep. Fine actress. Yep. Um, and what are you most looking forward to in your life right now? No, oh, well, hopefully getting married. <laughs> yeah. Hello, time's ticking. Uh, probably going to the new school. Um, it's in. It's close to home as well in Melton. Um, some of the people that used to work here actually work there, so it'll be a nice transition and. I'll miss it and, you know, if you see me on the fourth week back in term, you know I didn't make it and I've been calling Steve in his pool to get a job again. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. Now, Sasha, that's probably all we've uh, all we've got to throw at you. We could ask you questions all, all day long, but uh, um, this has been great. Thanks for your time. We oh, appreciate it. Oh, thanks for it. having me. You're it's been very, fun. Uh, very accommodating guest. So I like the uh, microphone. I want to take it home. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Hello. Oh, yeah. Yeah, she'll talk it. the head off the microphone. I know. Uh, Hopefully it sounds okay when no, it comes but, out. But, <laughs> but it's good having someone on. On uh, Actually, all our guests have been pretty good. But, uh, yeah, everyone bit, talks. Dodgy talks bit, too much. Yeah, you're a bit concerned that you might talk too much, but uh, it's better than dead air. Yeah, um, <laughs> thanks. And, all right, and to our listeners, you'll be hearing from us. Goodbye. Thank you. Goodbye. Mannerisms, the Manor Lakes Peter 12 College podcast, is entirely recorded and produced on-site here at the college. If you think there's someone we should interview, please email your nominations along with a brief explanation to our email address, podcast at manorlakesp12.vic.edu.au, or just come over for a chat when you see us around the school. We must thank some wonderful teachers for their time and expertise to this project. Aidan Arendez and his team for their technical production skills to bring this podcast to the airwaves. Quite a time-consuming task indeed. And to Michael Polk for sourcing our hip theme music and designing our stylish cover art. Thanks, gentlemen. And last but not least, thanks to you, the listeners, for tuning in. Until next time.